on today's show, we're going to have Wendy Paquette, and she's going to go into some information that raising your vibration, if anything like that, she's going to go into more details of like from her point of view and, and give us some information of what she does and how she works with clients. So Wendy, take it away. I, get, I, I always speak from like much like a lot of people come from a space of knowing that they're born for something, looking for their reason for living or their reason for being here, or what their mission is in the world or what their vision is. And I found myself doing all kinds of fun healing techniques like QHHT and a whole, like a slew of anything energetic I could get my hands on to support other people with. And as they're all healing like crazy and having these massive like, like enlightenment experiences in front of me, I found myself the most like abundant person and the most unhappy person that I could have um, been around in the moment. And I discovered that on like the most beautiful day in the world, it was like gorgeous outside. It was sunny. I had finished a client. It was the best experience ever. And I sat down at the kitchen table and I looked around me thinking, I'm so grateful for everything I have. And when I actually dropped into my heart, I was so deeply sad mm -hmm. um, that it caused me to be angry and really angry at myself. Like, why am I here? And then call in all the energies of um, the, say the authors and people that have spoke before us bringing in all these messages like ask and it is given and we've got angels and guides and there's ET and there's like um, other multi-dimensional beings but I can't see them with my eyes and I, I feel like I experienced them through the healing work that I was doing but I was just angry <laughs> because mm. I didn't feel like I possessed what I was hunting for. And I was creating it in others and I didn't create it in myself. And so I found my, I ran into the bathroom and I was crying so hard and I was so mad. And I'm like, if this is all true, like if it's really, really true, that asking is like energy is here and the untapped potential is here in this energy, in this frequency, in this air, in this world, in this reality, give it to me now, give me my thing now. Like drop it in because I hate this godforsaken hurling stone in the multiverse. It sucks. <laughs> I want to be happy and joyful. And that's what I came here for. And if I can't be that, then take me off of it. But if I can give it to me now. And so I, I meditate in the tub every day, <laughs> two birds, one stone. <laughs> um, and yeah, what I did was I ended up taking myself through everything I knew to be possible when I was having people have enlightenment experiences and healing experiences and otherworldly experiences on my table and in my presence. I did it to myself. I walked myself through a QHHD session. I ended up like landing myself in a happy, my happy places at the beach. I fell into a vortex while I was, you know, my mind's eye in the beach in a deep state beta hypnosis to myself. I experienced three parts of me, the, you know, the big me, the little me and the witness that was watching it all occur. And I asked for a guide. I'm like, show me someone, anyone. I want to stop paying mentors, paying coaches for me to turn around and then coach them, mentor them and heal them. I was paying them to do that. It was so frustrating. <laughs> and um, so I'm like, if this is true, then land somebody in my world right now in this space that knows more than me. And I want to know they know more than me and they better because just take me away otherwise. And so in that space, um, God showed up. <laughs> it was a, it was a moment of shock 
and awe <laughs> because I truly wasn't expecting that. I'm not, I wasn't a religious person. I was raised Roman Catholic, but I didn't practice anything. Right. And this um, happened in a, a QHHT session, a meditation? Yeah, it, well, it was both. It was in the tub, so at the conduit of water, I was walking myself through the, you know, the protocol of QHHT to a deep state theta hypnosis. Uh And I was just calling on anything that's going to show up, that's going to prove to me that there's something greater in this world than just what I can see with my eyes and what I feel like I know, but I'm not really sure. And I ended up, I landed, like inside of that space, I landed into a cement box. It was literally damp, dark, cold cement box. And I'm thinking, what the hell? Like, this is horrible. Like, I went from being in a happy place to landing in the cement box. And to my right and my peripheral, I could see this desk there. There was somebody sitting at it. And so I could hear my multi-self speaking, like, what's the matter? Are you afraid to look? Right? Like, really taunting myself. And, I'm like, and my other part of me was like, no, I'm not afraid. That's what I came here for, right? So I, in my mind's eye, turned to glance over to this person sitting there and, and they stood up and they were super tall and, um, he had white robe sash and it was my, you know, vision of what God would look like if, if you were standing in front of me mm-hmm. and I kind of dumbfounded and shocked because I had all these questions and all these things I wanted to know and why and how and you know what I mean (laughs) how do I have it or how do I get it and um, in the moment that I recognized who it was that completely disappeared and he went to walk around this cement desk and in my mind I could hear myself thinking like huh (laughs) like this is like (laughs) the hell right Uh, so what do I do and I, I was kind of just standing there and he walked around and he didn't say anything. He just held open his arms to give me a hug. And in my head, I was like, ah, uh, yeah, I'm a hugger. <laughs> like, <laughs> hugger, hug, right? So I remember I wrapped my arms around him and I could feel my face into his belly. He was so tall. And I was like, oh, like it was just so, it was, it was like peace to me. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, and um, as I was like hugging him, I'm loving the moment. And he then went, disappeared inside me. He's like, went right inside as though we were one. And I, I was curious. I'm thinking, okay. Like up until that moment, like no words were spoken. And um, I'm, I'm like, now what? And with this like really bold, vibratory, um, deep voice, I heard your first task is to love with my heart Mm. and I was like Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) like Mm -hmm. what do you say (laughs) okay and from that moment um I just kind of followed through on the you know the QHHT protocol and took myself through um the rest of it doing some parallel lives or you know as you'd say past lives or what have you and funny that I watched your video from the other day it was about mermaids and I was a mermaid in my uh-huh. <laughs> in one of the parallels I went to it's all the cool stuff I learned and then I, and then I came out and I don't even know how long I was in there I hopped out of the tub and I did what every single client that has been in my presence that did QHHT does and says did I make that up did that just happen <laughs> yeah yeah did that just happen <clears throat> and I kind of I was kind of, I was shocked. I felt like something had occurred, but I wasn't sure what. And I, 
I don't remember the huge chunk of the time frame after that, but I, I do recall sleeping for at least like, I remember going to bed. I remember sleeping a lot. And then I remember thinking, I get to figure this out. I had zero emotion at that moment. I didn't know exactly what had happened. And so I went downstairs and I have a plethora of books of like a thousand books. And may, maybe one of them is a novel. The rest of them are a reference of you name it, every book you can think of for, you know, spirituality and mathematics and all kinds of, you know, things to help put stuff together. And I was going through all these books saying, and I'm going to find an answer. <laughs> like, I look back now, I think that's hysterical. I don't know how I thought I was going to find it, but <laughs> I have my face buried in a book. I'm sitting on a coffee table. The lights are off and I'm buried in it. And I hear my husband come downstairs and he sits down beside me on the couch and he's staring at me. And all I could get feel was like irritated by his staring at me, not even considering like I don't even know how long I was down there. And so I'm going through this book and I'm flipping through and I'm like getting even more irritated at him thinking, why is he staring at me? So I finally looked at him. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he looked at me like dead straight face and said, what are you doing? I'm like, oh yeah, what am I doing? Uh, and in that moment I thought, okay, well, I married born and raised Catholic, altar boy, straight up the best guy ever. I'm going to tell him what happened. I mean, if I'm going to get judged, it's going to be now. So, <laughs> you know, I said, I, you know, I told him the story. I go, do you know, you know how sometimes I meditate and I do all this work and sometimes I see, you know, things that aren't actually here once in a while. And he's like, yeah. And I go, well, I just kind of did the session on myself in the bathtub and, um, and God showed up. And as I said it, I could not stop crying. It was like pouring out of me, like reality finally struck me. Mm. And uh, he looked at me again, dead faced and go, why are you crying? Haven't you ever heard of anybody seeing God before? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? You're going down. I'm like so confused. I'm like, what? okay, you just gonna have to go back upstairs. And so that's the beginning of the journey. That was the catalyst to the most amazing journey I've had the last, you know, few years, because it took about eight months to actually embody and um, I would say integrate what actually occurred. And what I received was oneness. I received understanding of what the universe is actually doing, had the holographic nature of it, how we see everything that we are right in front of us, how we've created of it and how we are it in every way and it's never ending it's an infinite replica of what you're looking at so this it's quite strange it's almost like looking through a kaleidoscope that's how i see how everything works it's back and forth and back and forth and back and forth the whole entire time it doesn't end so in order for me to actually you know compute that in my mind um it took quite a long time like i i read a lot of books and i tried to figure it out and i I would say I did a good job of just being me. I felt different, really different um, because of that occurrence. And then one day, um, life happens like eight months later, my husband had done something that really irritated me. He had created an opportunity to make a, a lot of money over the weekend, like a lot. And the day that it came for him, all he had to do was drive a few hours to go learn something and then come back and he would have generated it. And it was like significant. And the day that he was to do it, he decided that he just didn't feel like going. 
And so out of that event, he ended up like, they took that opportunity away from him. And I was really pissed. Like I found myself having an extraordinary, um, irritated, angry response to what he'd been created. So I, of course, jumped into the tub where I always go. Um, and where mermaids like to be. Yeah, <laughs> the mermaids exactly. like to be. <laughs> There's where we live, right? So I'm in the tub and I found myself questioning everything. And I, I remember holding out my hand and going, what is he being like that? And I'm looking at my hand like as though, and all of a sudden I like could see a sphere of energy. I'm like, what is he being? And I'm like, well, he's being, I don't know, somebody who create, who creates an opportunity for something that he wants and then doesn't take it. And I automatically asked myself, I'm like, am I that? Am I? And I actually, no, I'm not that. I'm the person who actually loves creating opportunities and taking them. That's who I am. I'm doing it all the time. I'm like, well, what am I going to do with this? And it turned out to be like something in my hand that I had identified. And, I, and it dawned on me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to love it with God's heart. <laughs> and so I took it and I held it over my heart. And all of a sudden my body was like, <gasps> it had this mad, like my whole body breath happened. And I was like, oh okay, well, that was weird. And I paused and I realized, I'm like, wait a second. I'm not angry. I'm not frustrated. I'm not irritated. And I try to find it in my mind. I'm like, like, I'm not even mad anymore. What the heck just happened? <laughs> right? It was mm. like, it was really miraculous. Like literally took the anger and fury that I could, you know, I was feeling so mad and so irritated and it disappeared like that. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. What did yeah. I just do, right? What did I just do? So I found something else and I tried it again and it did the exact same thing. And I found, I did the same movements. I said the same things and the same thing occurred. So I realized, I'm like, oh, well, maybe this is something. So the next day I had a luncheon with some ladies in another town and the woman beside me, she ran the whole luncheon and she was speaking and she kept saying words and the words had different volumes and different impacts like energetic they would hit me differently i'm like this is really strange <laughs> i'm not exactly sure what's happening but she would say things like well you know i'm a control freak and that would be really loud in my head and this is why i'm going to do this and she kept saying all these things and she kept repeating the word i am a control freak and i'm like why does she keep saying that so strange mm -hmm. so she ended up sitting down beside me and i just looked at her and she goes oh, you have a message for me I'm like, mm, I don't know about a message, but I certainly have a question. <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, okay, I, I go, I need to ask you something. Why do you keep telling people that you're a control freak? She's like, well, because I am. I'm like, she couldn't really explain it. She's like, well, I am because of this. And she started rattling off these reasons. I go, I want to try something with you. I'm like, hold out your hand. <laughs> and so I basically walked her through the same experience with, the word control freak and, and asked her some questions around that and then had her realize her true self. And by the time I was done with her, she said, it was like not even a minute or two. She's like, what just happened? I'm like, yeah, I'm not really sure yet, but I'm going to let you know what I figured out. <clears throat> and so uh, she couldn't even remember the word control freak. She couldn't even recall it. She's like, that was an epiphany. She started freaking out and like <laughs> wandering around, like not knowing what to do with herself. And I realized that was what I asked for. It was, it was the gift that I asked for and I demanded of myself, wow. of the universe, of, you know, 
you know, whatever the powers may be, they delivered it, but not, I mean, people ask for something, they wish they had it right now. Right. And what, what I've come to know now is that you actually do get it. It actually occurs right now. The difference is we're in human bodies, we're embodied. So the time it takes for yourselves to actually take that information and rewrite what's in there, release uh, the toxins that have been hold, like you hold toxins, judgments and lies and everything, all the programs you buy that are lower frequency hold toxins in your body, which explains mm -hmm. to me unexplainable diseases and issues in that nature. But it also, when you shift those things, it actually, every cell spits out all the toxins that it's holding onto when you transmute those frequencies from low to high. So your body goes through like what looks like sickness or illness or something and gets rid of all of that and then keeps going. So it really does a massive cleanse and it's energetic and cellular all at the same time. And your mind um, is where everything is stored. Your, your, I shouldn't say your mind, your brain, the gray matter. That's where it's all stored physically. So I can, you know, I can see exactly how we humans are being embodied, we can actually create a reality with our brain and everything that's there. It doesn't, your brain, your brain actually doesn't know a darn thing except for everything it's learned while it's here so far. So it doesn't yeah. really have access to anything. And we're taught in school, use your, use your brain, right? Like people are judged and criticized. Use your brain, use your brain. Well, your brain doesn't know squat. I hate to tell you, you know, it, <laughs> it, it stores information. And yes, you can train it to know a lot of data and a lot of facts but it doesn't know the universal understanding of what's actually occurring here. So it's, it's quite fascinating now, now mm -hmm. that I can understand it, it's been a couple of years. So I get um, pieces of my puzzle in all sorts of ways. And so my first piece, I don't know if you want to know this piece, my, the first piece of the puzzle that caused me to like kind of really go crazy excited and like near levitate off my seat was the words that I were, was using to transmute these frequencies we're asking questions like am i that am i right and um and then all of a sudden i had this fascination with um the moses code and i'm like wow i really love to know that story right so i came across it <laughs> and as i'm reading it i learn you know that the burning bush is god and he gets asked what is his name and his name is i am that i am and I started freaking out and I wrote it down. I am that I am. And then I flipped it around. It was exactly the questions that I was asking. Am I that? Am I? Mm. So the transmutation was exactly the opposite, right? And it was utilizing the name of God backwards. Mm. Wow. So I was like, yeah. wow. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> it's been quite a journey since learning that. I mean, that's just a small part. That's um, it was with your that that friend I think that lady that was your friend um and you had that message for you what exactly happened between y'all to like you went through the whole same process like you had her hold up her hand and mm -hmm. vision it and then like so what happened after that like what was the next steps um I just had her um receive the energy of that and mm -hmm. like breathe it through her heart space as though her heart had lungs just breathe it in and re receive the lie back it's a lie people buy lies about themselves and how you know that is because you have an emotional response to it that's not positive so 
in my reality, most emotions are lower frequency, even the higher ones, like even excitement or happiness or all those things, there's still lower emotions compared to what's truly possible mm -hmm. to live in that state of peace and bliss and like whatever you want to call it, the highest frequencies have no emotions. So when you have an emotional response to something, an occurrence in your reality <clears throat> is an indicator of a lie that you've bought about yourself. Mm. So when somebody does something that really makes you angry, it's because what you're identifying is that you bought that you could be that. And if, and as it's showing it to you in this, in the form of an emotion, it's trying to show you that that's not actually true. What you're seeing is a lie, but you're seeing it because you bought it because you bought the lie. That's why you're mm. seeing it. So it kind of goes back and forth, right? So every time you come across something that, gives you an experience of an emotion um other than i say other than joy because it's a good indicator for people to measure if it does if it's not joy it's a lie and so you're able to identify what's actually in the way so when you discover what your your mission and vision is on this planet like human embodied you can literally drive straight towards it and anything that's in the way you it can be removed very easily because what you're looking at is not actually what's there. It's something that's in your brain that you've decided is true for you and it's actually not, it's a lie. So those are the things that are, for me, the easiest things to, to transmute because I can see it from a mile away. And when I spot it, it's like, I get so excited. I usually interrupt people when they're speaking. <laughs> like, oh my God, I got it, right? So, uh -huh. and then we just transmute it and their life changed because literally the reflection of you and your reality is your belief systems. 100% true. Uh, what I know for sure is that what you believe is true is is true. Yeah. Everything, every bit of it, right? Whether even whether it's it's bad, good, or indifferent, if you believe it to be true, it is. Yeah. And right now, you work with people to help them solve these type of issues. Right now, is yeah. Um, my program literally is creating a vision just to dig down to see what they really truly are here to say in this reality what their mission and vision is. Mm -hmm. And then as we walk together towards it, I'm, I transmute all the frequencies in the way. So is everything that comes up for them. What's yeah. that? Is this in person or could this be over the phone? It's all, it's all over Zoom. Zoom? Yeah, most of my clients are from around the globe. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it is and nice. Do you have a website? I do. It's my name. It's wendypocket.com. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I'll leave a link below. Make it easier for everybody to click on. So. Yeah. So they can find you fast. Because they're going <laughs> to be like, I need you, Wendy. Well, it, it's, it creates peace. Everybody's hunting for peace. I don't realize that's what it's called because it seems like such an anomaly. Oh, peace. Like it becomes a cliche statement, right? Oh, world peace. World but peace. Let's talk actually, about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at your website right now. I like that crown. Matter of fact, I was using something similar on one of my other logos. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can live the life that you want here now. And it doesn't mean you have to live any which way. Like you don't have to be in a space of not having what you want, not living the lifestyle that you want. People they condemn other people because they make more money and live a lifestyle that's luxurious. And my message is like, you can have that too. If that's what you want, you get to have it. It's, it's like, 
flying first class. <laughs> I always say, why wouldn't you fly first class? Why wouldn't you give yourself the gifts of actual cutlery, of yeah. real, you know, China plates that they, the food is hot, the plates are hot, right? You're getting the type of service that you deserve. And it, it really does come down to what you believe about yourself to be true. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you got Florida Lee's on here. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> My Canadian coming out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's it's a beautiful website for sure. It looks like it's easy to navigate for people. So you guys head on over there and check that out. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, actually, have, um, for anyone who wants to do like a strategy session around what could be blocking them from having what they want, um, I'll give you the link. It's, uh, I believe it's Wendy Pocket at dot as dot me front slash uh, Tracy and Jason. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yes. And it's, um, it's a $47, 45 minute um, strategy session to see what's possible because everybody's at different stages mm-hmm. in the reality, right? Everybody believes yeah. something about themselves to be true. And for me, it's pretty easy to see like, reading the frequencies of others' minds is pretty much what occurs. I'm not reading their mind in action, but when we're having a conversation, when stuff's coming up for them, it's really, really easy for me to see the blocks and the lies that they've created in their brain and then transmute them. Yeah. It's probably the best thing when you change change someone's life in an instant, basically. It's like instantaneously manifesting what you want by removing the lies that you bought that you didn't even know that you had because it it reflects outside. Like when you, when you change something that's dramatic in your mind and you didn't even know it was there, your reality actually changes and Mm -hmm. you'll come across certain situations that used to be patterns that would show up with that lie and you won't feel a thing. And I have like clients who call me and they're laughing hysterically. I'm like, what's going on? And they're crying and laughing. I'm like, what's happening? They're like, I was just in the same situation I'm normally in and it would have like torn me to the floor in tears and I don't feel anything. I feel nothing. I feel peace. And I'm like, yes, right. Like that's the experience that you get from doing this work. And they're like, no, but I feel peace. Like I don't feel anything. Like I I don't, I understand. (laughs) Like I know, but I could tell that to people and they, they hear it, but they don't really get it. They have to experience it. And I notice that a lot with, with any of this kind of work, you can, it doesn't matter how much we talk about it and how much we're expressing the shifts and the changes that can happen. You really have to experience it. And um, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about with that shift. Imagine that space of, and I just call it peace for lack of a better word. Maybe we don't even have a word what it, uh, you know, for what it feels like. But if science can prove that, you know, by measuring the highest frequency and the lowest frequencies, if the higher we go in frequency as human beings and and us on the planet and everything on it, as high as we can get, the lower frequencies drop off. So if if that is true, and Mm -hmm. and science can prove that with critical mass, then what would happen if the humans on the planet all raised their frequencies to a certain particular frequency that dropped off maybe shame, hatred, anger off the bottom. Yeah, guilt. And what would, what would the war look like now when people just all of a sudden, you know, 
they would not want to fight any longer because they wouldn't have anything to fight for. And in my reality, that's what world peace looks like because it's not this dramatic experience of that we're all going to like wake up and go, oh my God, it's like world peace. It's not going to happen that way. It's going to be one of those subtle movements where people just stop wanting to fight for anything. They just experience a subtle shift into, yeah, okay, so I don't really want to do that anymore. So I wonder what else I can do. It's that, you know, small shift into a reality that's so completely different. And knowing that to be true in in my world, that's like, okay, I'll have that now. (laughs) Yeah. What would it take for all of us to have that right now? And if it's one at a time for now or in a group setting or as I'm, you know, going to open up a my version of a leadership training center where people can go in groups and quantify that experience in a different way, it's going to just keep going. And at mm-hmm. some point critical mass will occur. And that type of like world peace, and I, you know, I say multiversal peace is achieved so that we can all move there together. It's not crazy and catastrophic and <laughs> right? right. Unless that's the reality you're going to buy into. Unless those are the belief systems that you're going to, you know, you want to prove to yourself to be true. Yeah, that that's a good point. Like, right? If you want to. And, and I think all those versions are available. You know, if you want to get are. into timelines and whatever, what timeline, what version are you creating? They're parallel realities all playing together. You have anyone. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's really super simple. Like, it's not difficult. It's, I just want to paint it all over everybody. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what would it take for everybody just to get this? This would be so great because that's that's the experience. So I'm enjoying the journey moving through creating a space where that is truly possible. Right now I'm doing it like one at a time, you know, yeah. well, one at a time, so, multiple clients, but basically one-on-one where we're creating that space and it feels more possible for that critical mass to be achieved now than it did a couple of years ago. So something's occurring, right? This parallel thought is in place as well. So other people are doing what I'm doing just in their own way, causing the same result. I have a question for you, Wendy. So people love the, the, um, to acknowledge like the fifth dimensional earth or the new earth, the, the 5d. And what you're, what you're talking about here is like this quick, let's get there. Let's, let's go. So what would people do to, um, that are watching this, what could they do to help achieve that fifth dimensional frequency or that higher frequency? So all of that lower stuff drops away other than calling you for their 45 minute session, which which (laughs) is an amazing offer by the way, because we've talked about this whole process and what you're offering is, is phenomenal. So thank you for doing that for our listeners. But what can you tell us about what your version of the fifth dimensional earth and we're talking about, hey, all of these realities are possible. So pick the one you want and then then what? What happens then? Yeah, well, it's not as easy as pick the one you want because I know in people's minds they have a perception of what that actually means. They're like, yeah, whatever. Pick the one I want. If I could pick the one I want, I would have it right now, right? So <laughs> there's, there's a lot of blocks in that, in that perception, albeit true that it is possible to do so when you embody the lies that you bought so far. So it's how to know that you can have it is to understand that you are creating everything in your reality. And when I say everything, I mean everything from like everything physical, your desk, your chair, your family, your children, and the war and the famine and the third world countries, those are all being created. If it's in your reality, it's something that you've created. 
owning responsible, like responsibility for everything in your reality, that's the first step. Because once you get it, then you know, if I created this, I can uncreate it, change it, tweak one little thing. It's like the experiment where they say, if you just shift like one small degree, when you go out of distance, it becomes really big. It's a really big change. So owning what you're creating so far. So to know that when someone does something that feels like they're doing it to you and create, and you're creating yourself as a victim, you get to realize that you're not a victim. There are no victims. And I know that's a very broad statement because there's so many things that are created on this planet that are unexplainable and completely mind blowing and that they're so horrific. Right. So I'm speaking, I'm going to bring that back down to just your reality in that someone at work says something that hurts you, right. That maybe, you know, hurts your feelings or maybe you hear something that you don't really like. Yeah. Uh, That seem like judgments. I'm just bringing it smaller so that we can look at it from this perspective. If you knew that you believed that about yourself and that is why they are behaving in that way because you are actually creating their experience to be that for you, would you not want to change how you think about yourself? Exactly. Right. And the other, the other thing that I, I know to be true is take a moment and take a look at yourself and how do you see you? And not with your eyes necessarily, but what are the thoughts are you thinking about yourself? Do you think, oh my gosh, I really like I'm overweight. I, I really want, like if I could be 20 pounds, I just can't stand, you know, what my body looks like. I look like whatever, or I'm not smart enough. I just wish I was smarter. However you're looking at yourself or I'm not assertive enough. Like I really can't, I can't have a raise because I'm just, I'm not as you know aggressive as so-and-so who got a raise. All those things that you're thinking are the reasons that you can't have something are exactly the reasons you can't have something because you think about that, you think yourself that way. Because as you think you are, so does someone else think you are. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does so how to me. You, but... Yeah, how you experience yourself <laughs> is how others experience you. Yeah. And so when you shift how you experience yourself, then others' experiences of you shift. And it and it's you know a cyclical thing. Like you can keep going, keep test test the waters. Like don't take my word for it. Try it on for size. Like go. Well, how do I really think about myself? And then ex- and then look around to see what's occurring. And pick one thing that you know that you'll notice a difference and change your perspective about yourself. And watch how your reality changes. And you'll know mm. it to be true. And once you discover that piece, a light bulb goes on energetically and. You start looking at everything the same way, like, wow, like, why did that happen to me? Or accidents. They're not accidents by haphazard. They're accidents because perhaps you're not seeing that making a little directional shift or paying attention or slowing down is the one thing you're not willing to do. And so in that case, your reality is going to cause that. Mm, Yeah. I'm not going to stop unless, you know... (laughs) whatever, unless I lose my job or unless whatever. And the next thing you know, that's what occurs because you've decided that that's how it's going to occur. So it feels like big words and, you know, a lot of ways to look at things, but it comes down to just the simplicity of who you're being. And that's how the world will see you. So if you are being love, 
then the world will experience you as love and you will experience the world as love. It, it is a, you know, it could be scientifically proven to experience who you be if you really look at it. Interesting. When clients come out uh, to have a session with you, what, what are their goals and what are they trying to do? And like, what, what are you able to help them out with? Um, I found a variance because I have, I found, I find, um, I swim in a lot of circles with women because they're easiest for me to understand. And mm-hmm. that's the story I tell myself anyway. I do have <laughs> some male clients, but um, sometimes it's with their relationships because their significant other isn't behaving the way they should be. God. And so <laughs> what we discover is that they buy a bunch it's of lies. About, <laughs> you know? And it's amazing because um, relationships have changed because of it. They've, they've shifted even my own. Like when I discovered the things I know now, man, I worked on my marriage like crazy and I we have never had more fun and we've never been better friends and we've never loved each other more. And that's because of the belief systems I had before. We're causing my own heartache my own struggle, my own blocks to what was truly possible. And so once I shifted all those things, then our relationship completely changed. The things I always dreamed about became a reality. When he says them even now, I'm like, look, I want to write this down. Like, you know, I'm logging it into the mental uh, videotape because (laughs) they actually occur, right? It's not that you, some people do enter into relationships that grow out of each other, but really if you're creating your reality, how could that be true? Yeah. Right? How could that be true? It means that what you have, you get to create differently and see differently. So that's one thing. Um, generating money is another thing. People really struggle with what money is and what business looks like, or if they're fine, I get a lot of coaches that find me and they're brilliant at what they do, but they can't seem to generate um, any finances for themselves or significant finances in any rate. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is stemmed down to their value. They don't see themselves as valuable and therefore others don't see them as valuable and then they don't end up getting paid for what they're worth. So those are two, you know, two fairly common examples of what's possible with people. And they're fairly, I mean, those are significant things. Changing your marriage and changing your financial status really does cause a massive shift in your reality. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, down to the silliest of things like going on vacation together and actually enjoying one another. That's two birds, right? If you're building your bank account, you're building your relationship to be more loving. Those two things are like the best thing that could happen. And it spills out to the children. Yeah, it's true. Children spills out to their friends, right? And it, you know, you can see it everywhere. And a lot of times kids will have similar issues with bullying, right? There's always seems to be one child who always gets bullied and it's, the lies they bought about themselves that get manifest in their experience and reality. And another cool thing I learned too, which this, that statement just reminded me of was um, it can go like two and three people out. Wow. So, for instance, so I, ha- I have a question. So let me go back to yeah. that when you're done, go ahead and finish, but don't let me forget. I had a question. Okay. okay. Uh, well, it was an experience that I had with um, a teacher actually bullying my son at school. And you want to talk anger in a parent. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a vote like mama bear crazy. And um, it took a few months before like of, of complete heartache and me going into the school and all I could do was cry when I sat in front of the teacher until one day it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> like what is 
he being. So I'd say like, what is my child being to cause the teacher to be that? Right. <laughs> and then I went back another layer. Okay. So what is, what is she being for her to be that? What is he being to cause that? What am I being to cause him to be that? And so when I shifted in myself, oh my gosh, his whole world changed. It mm -hmm. happened instantaneously and moving forward. It was, to me, it was like a miracle because the next time we went in to see the teacher, the whole thing changed. I walked in like I had a lawyer hat on. That's what I felt like. I had written down everything she said she was going to do and didn't do it, had it all. I had copies made. I walked in strong and powerful. Usually we walk in, my husband speaks and I cry. We walked in together. He didn't say a word. I handed out the papers. The principal was in the room because I invited her. And the whole thing was like an incredible experience. Wow. Principal was like, that was the best parent teacher interview I've ever seen. And I'm thinking, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I rocked it. Like, yeah. So, I mean, the evidence is clear. And the cool part is you hold all your memories yet still, even if they're not the greatest memories, but the emotion is not there any longer. It is like yeah. detaching the emotion. So the memory is still there. You still remember your entire life, but the emotions attached to what was then created is gone. And so you can still look at that memory and think of it and not be crushed by something that's devastating or sad or, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's an amazing experience. Like I'm super grateful that I had that moment of my little hissy. Fit. Okay. So now I'm going to ask, I'm going to go, we're going to rewind a little bit. Sure. We're talking about these young kids that are, you know, like being bullied and all of that. And what did, um, the way you phrase that, what am I, or how am I that, or that phrase that you use. But I have a question for you is like past lives. How would you, um, you know, a lot of times in the experience of the QHHT and, and different things like that, we're looking at the past lives and what did they, what did you come in with? What did you bring in? Are you finding that you look at anything like that or is it just cleared in these sessions? Like you don't even have to look at that stuff. Yeah, I don't have to look at that stuff. Cause it's so even in the, even in the energy of your child where you're like, okay, here's, here's this child that's very young, hasn't had a lot of life experience and now they're being bullied where does is any chance that that's something they brought in with them or is that something that has developed in their home it could have been i mean um there's no such thing as time so everything yeah. happens now so what i get to look at is their behavior now what's occurring now what are they being now so mm -hmm. doesn't like that that you know timeline doesn't really have a relevance it could have it could be like i'm not saying it's not i don't really know what i know is what's present now what's occurring now so maybe if if that is true and they brought it through and it's and it's occurring now i, I don't care like i'm like yeah I see what it is now i it shifted now it's done and it hits it on quantum levels like all levels yeah. it's clearing mm -hmm. this that's yeah. what i love is it just the frequency of this it's just clearing it on so many levels so many parallels and aspects and it just mm -hmm. goes out there because imagine cool. while you're embodied your cells they just keep gathering information and storing it mm -hmm. so my perception what a what a brain or mind is the brain resides in your head the mind is every cell has every bit of every cell has every bit of every cell every bit of every cell it's infinite so every piece of you holds these lies these judgments mm -hmm. or these patterns right so mm -hmm. it doesn't to me it 
there is no time in that in that respect because it's all now embodied in every cell so clearing it it shows up somehow and that's where i'm able to identify through this situation what's actually occurring and what stream of frequency that is causing it and then i'm able to speak into that and once in a while it's two things it might be one thing that's on the tail end of it so i shift that and then something else shows up that shifts an even greater movement of that it you know what i mean it varies yeah it's um, powerful based on the situation so you know, I just, I manage whatever shows up in front of me. We just keep going and it's like a puzzle. So it becomes fun in the sense yeah. that I look everything, I look at everything from a joyful space, even the hard things I get to look at it from a joyful space because, you know, slipping into that frequency wouldn't do any good for anybody. I get to see right. it, transmute it and cause it to be different so that they can experience, you know, what they're after as well. And it always has a target. So if they want something, that thing shows up to be in the way. It's almost like mm. a default of like um, self-sabotage, right? They're after something, they can't have it. They know it's there. They know they're made for greatness. The, you know, humans know they're made for greatness. They really want that. They know they want it and they believe that it is possible, but why don't they have it? That's the part they can't quite figure out. So it's those frequencies that I love working with because the second that you pluck those out or transmute those, now they're in now they're headed straight for it and there's nothing stopping them it just occurs it's pretty yeah pretty magical um you mentioned children do you work with children uh, i don't or like really. a or like a mom and a <clears throat> um i've worked with um moms who've had issues like with their kids and and transmuted it that way because i'm you know i'm looking at the mother's perspective of what's occurring I've done a lot of work with my own son, like things that show up for him because it's all me, right? It, whatever is happening, it's because I've evoked it in my reality. And if it's whatever human it shows up in, it's still me. So I still get to see it from my own perspective. So I don't work with kids in that way, like one-on-one, -on -one. Um, but my son's asked me some really cool things. He's asked me to do like QHHG or take him through hypnosis and we've done some really magical neat things um, <laughs> you know opening up his his vision opening up what's possible for him finding little trinkets of symbols and stuff that I mean whether he uses them or not I, I have no attachment to but just knowing that there's more than just what he can see with his two eyes is what I yeah. get to share with him that's yeah. really really cool mm -hmm. yeah I mean I never delved into the bully thing I I did only in the time that it was happening in my reality with my son and it wasn't even with another student, which was really even more frustrated and angry. Like it evoked so much anger when it's an adult. You're just yeah, like, seething, I went through it too. Right. You're <laughs> seething with anger. Like you don't even know how angry you can get until something occurs with your child and it comes from an adult. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can see how wars occur. <laughs> like that's right. It just goes that way. And so it gave me the greatest gift in order to shift that. Right. Mm -hmm. Repeat clients. Do you have uh, repetitive clients? Like they keep coming back? Uh, I don't. My target is so that they can see themselves in their own reality and keep knowing that they are responsible for creating some once in a while they get stuck and reach back and yeah. be like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm running up against this and I really just can't put my finger on it. And I'm, you know, hundred percent supportive. We do some one-off sessions. Um, but my, my goal is to not have that it's to keep moving everyone forward in their own way so they can experience what's truly possible. Not like dependency is not a thing. 
um, well, it is for some people, but you know what I mean? It's not, <laughs> not your like reality. Not for me. No. Um, you want to do it in one session. Track. I would. What's that? One and you done. Get them on a certain track and go in that yeah. direction. And I used to do shorter them. sessions. Like I used to do when I first started doing it, I would do, I think I did the first set, like maybe six weeks out and I did one a week and the feedback I got was that was too fast. So much changed so quickly that they couldn't really like, keep up their heads were spinning mm -hmm. so they won't so then the next set I stretched it out to every two weeks and then what I found after that was <clears throat> by the time they've changed their lives now they're looking at this whole new world and don't know what to do with it <laughs> they're kind of like mm, like <laughs> now what right so I made it longer so that we could make a real true discovery on what they truly want, what their vision is, why they're here, the proverbial thing, like, why am I here? So right. we go into that, dig that, that out and really look at it. And it's, and the funnest part is that you can see evidence of why you're here everywhere. All of a sudden you're like, Oh, like I've been doing that my whole life. Mm -hmm. Like, what have you been trying to tell yourself that you've been ignoring? What are all the lies you bought that hide why you're here so that's really fun so we start you know what i mean start transmuting all those lies and then we move into okay so what do you really want and then what's in the way of getting that and then we just go straight forward so we're literally walking into the new like into a 5d reality knocking out all those emotions digging into that space and then they get to a point where they feel really strong and really powerful and then we're looking at, okay, what's the next level? Because there's a next, yeah. there's always, a next, there's always level. a next. Yeah. Right. So jumping them up to the next level in their, in their experience. So it does keep going that way. It, what I found over the years is now the session time has been compacted. Like I can do it at 15 minutes. It used to take me like an hour. It takes me 15 minutes to like yank it out, like see it and, and get it out of there. And so then they just keep going. So they get used to how I behave in a session and what's expected of them. I have um, done a lot of leadership training. So my experience of what's possible in a very timely, very, I'm a person of my word experience is what I expect, right? So they get used to the rigor of, yeah, I mean, this is actually happening. You get to have what you've always wanted. It's all here for you. So yeah. get your butt moving, like get it right. Time's going. It's a blink and we're done and we don't, we don't get to remember this lifetime. So have it now. Fly yeah. first class now. Live the life you've always wanted now. You want luxury? Live it now. It's not greedy. It's possible. Right? Yeah, exactly. Really fun. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that because sometimes even, you know, certain practitioners, QHHT practitioners, you know, they kind of you mentioned luxury and sometimes they look at money as, you know, evil and all that. What, what kind of advice would you have for, you know, the people that are out there that are like, have that negativity against money and, and like, yeah. but yet they want the nicer things in life too, you know? So it's like. What a dichotomy to live. Like, oh my gosh, talk about rip your heart apart because it's going two different ways. Mm -hmm. So what would it take for them to actually see what money can actually create? Like yeah. if, if you had whatever you wanted in your reality with money and you saw someone that was homeless on the street, <laughs> imagine how you could change that person's life. For me, I live for those moments where I can go 
here's a hundred dollars. Like, please, you know, you do whatever you want with it. I don't even care. I just know that you can be a contribution to reality, to this society, to the world by being generous. Yeah. You can't be generous if you don't have anything to be generous with. Right. Because the world is run on money. How could it possibly be evil? Yes, it's used for evil in certain aspects. If you look at what's being created with it, those are also points of view that we're buying too. Like when you see it and decide, yeah, that's evil, <clears throat> then you're carrying those frequencies and you're going to see it because you've decided that that is the truth for you. Yeah. And so my perception is like generosity and compassion goes together with, with love and with money. Because what, what church, what school, what family couldn't use an extra thousand dollars, right? If you just decided that like, you were going to go to a neighbor's house because you knew they had six kids and one parent raising all the kids and keep them whatever you could. I mean, that's what money can create. It can also create possibility, right? So the points of view, you know, that you hold about money being evil, those are really hurting, you know, what's possible for you and your generosity because you want to yeah. be generous and you're not allowing yourself to be. See, look at that ripple effect. You don't allow yourself money, then look at all the other people you can't be generous to. There's that ripple effect. They don't get to have that that exchange of kindness. And so, yeah. I mean, you can see the judgments in your own mind if you have an issue with those that have money because just look at those people with money and listen to your mind as it says all the negative things. Well, they must have got it this way or they must do this or they're ripping people off or whatever it is. Your mind is telling you what it actually believes to be true and therefore it must be true for you so if you could undo all of that and experience life from a very abundant place a truly abundant place which means abundance everywhere i mean i encompass love and money always together because that to me generosity is that in that space like a, a charity says oh can you donate a hundred dollars and you give them a thousand then they're like what <laughs> like Right. You're warming your heart more than anything. You're feeling the ripple effect yourself because you yeah. can't receive if you, you can't give if you don't receive. If you, so you know, imagine that cycle. If you don't receive, you can't, no one else can receive from you. So even if you give, they're not really truly receiving. Yeah. And that goes with, I mean, I'm speaking about love as well. You, if you don't receive love because of whatever points of view you have and why they're giving it to you, then you can't give it because they can't then receive it. Do you see how it kind of goes back and forth and back and forth? It's just a, an endless cycle F for me of sadness, truly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Does that answer your question? I hope it yeah. does. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much possible. <laughs> Our buddies here. Animals are the best at giving and receiving. They love when you scratch their belly and they'll lick you until your skin comes off. <laughs> like they'll right. give and receive all the time. It's beautiful to watch. Yeah, very true. This one, this one will bark at you if you're not doing it. <laughs> oh, they're Where, so cute. Where's yours at, Wendy? <laughs> oh, I didn't let him come in this time because sometimes he hears the boys and he wants to scratch to get out. And I'm like, no, not today. <laughs> not today. No, not today. Not so it's, bring, it's bring your pet to work today. <laughs> too bad you didn't known. get the memo. I should have known you guys were going to have them too. <laughs> we have our dogs. This is the way it is. Here comes Buddy. Hey, buddy. Yeah, there he is, Buddy. Hey, he's a big guy. 
<clears throat> so what else do you want to know? What other fun things do you think was true in your life that now you're wondering hmm. if it actually is? Hmm. I don't know. But I was going to ask you what kind of, like when your clients come to you and then yeah, after you had your, your session with them, what kind of results are they having afterwards? Like what did they come back and say, oh my God, Wendy, you ain't going to believe such and such happened. You, you, you get any of that going on? Oh yeah. The lots of it. <laughs> That's <laughs> one of my favorite parts. Like my, I always premise after a session saying, listen, it's instantaneous energetically. And it does take a little bit of time. Sometimes it takes up to two weeks to transmute through all your cells physically, depending on what kind of shape you're in or if you're dehydrated or whatever, it really does physically move through. Mm -hmm. And the things that we transmuted, it seems easy now. I have a litmus test at the end of a session. I can have you go in your mind and try to find the emotion that's attached to the situation that you were experiencing like in a negative way and you can't. You cannot find it. So there is a litmus test at the end so that I know that what we've achieved has actually been achieved. Yeah. And, wonderful. Right. And if not, then I go back in and we did, you know, I can dig for more, but every time they go back in their minds are like, <laughs> and I'm like, you're looking an awful long time. And they're like, but I can't find it. I'm like, I know that's just me that it worked. Right. The point. <laughs> right. So, um, the, my, my most, favorite experience was when I worked with a woman who had issues with her teenager because of uh, she, the woman I was working with hated Christmas, hated mm. it. She not only hated it, she didn't want to put up a tree. She didn't want to do anything. She didn't want to listen to the music. And she said, not only do I hate it during de December, I spend 11 months before December knowing that it's coming. And she said, what my issue is not that I hate Christmas. It's that I feel like I've destroyed my teenager's life because I just haven't let her have a true Christmas. Hmm. And that, you know, she was feeling bad because she just, just couldn't enjoy Christmas ever. And so um, we got down to like our session and we discovered all kinds of things, or at least I did with her and we transmuted some frequencies, which caused her to have a different experience because we did it in November and two weeks later into December, I got that phone call with screaming, crying, like, Oh my God. I'm like, what's, ha what's happening? Like, was it sure if it was a good cry or not? <laughs> and she's like, I'm running through my house singing Christmas carols with my daughter, putting up a Christmas tree. Wonderful. And then I was like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I didn't know. Oh, well. Like I'm, yeah. you know, I don't know what's occurred. I'm not attached to what it looks like after because I don't know. Like I'm not, I don't, I can't see people's futures in that way. But it was, it had never happened for like, I want to say 14 years. Yeah, that's exciting. So for that to actually occur and now they're enjoying Christmas. She's enjoying Christmas. She's putting up a tree with her daughter. She's singing Christmas carols. Uh, that's a miracle to me, <laughs> I would say. What an appropriate story for like this time of year. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about <laughs> that. It's, and it's one of my favorites. It ha it's yeah. absolutely one of my favorites because it, it was, to me, super impactful. Super impactful. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So she cool. Christmas for 14 years? She hated it. And it was... Yeah, because of some, you know, I discovered something. I for you know, obviously for confidentiality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
it, it was something that occurred when she was 10. Gotcha. Gotcha. So something happened in, in the childhood and she just carried it over and she just her whole life and then when she had a child then it still was there and we just basically destroyed it and replaced it with peace replace it with, you know i say we replace we transmute the frequencies of the lies that you bought with source energy so whatever that looks like for you whatever source you are sourcing through yourself as expression of you that's what it gets replaced with. And so in the purity of that, it's whatever it is, right? It's the possibilities of everything. Interesting. Um, now, earlier you asked me a question. Uh, was it, what was the question again? Like what kind of realities was kind of odd that came true? Was that your question? What things in your world that you thought you believed were true that now you're questioning? Oof. And where did you? <laughs> Boy, we, yeah, we could. We've been on a lot of journeys ourselves where what you have to let go you, of their belief systems. you want me to go to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. for me, I mean, what got me down this rabbit hole was like, you know, the and Tracy heard his story probably a few times, you know, Atlantis, you know, like how advanced they were. And I, and I never knew anything much about it. And then, but once when I started learning more information about it, and it's like how much stuff is true and in the spiritual library as well with all the records. And it's like, you know, the amount of information that comes from there and it's like mind blowing stuff. It really makes you question a lot of things, you know? <laughs> like what? Let's be specific. Like, like everything? Aliens, uh, other life on other planets, you know, uh, creation what we're capable of doing you know yeah, the, how powerful the mind is you know yeah that was another one um you perceive your reality you know and do you think you things are happening you know, for us not to us Tracy that's a big one, one where the guy or a client uh wanted to be sick to get benefits and you find this with other mm -hmm. qhht practitioners as well you know, mm -hmm. they're like, well, I need to be sick. And it's like, your body's is like, well, okay, you're going to be sick. Yeah. I have these issues. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes your world a whole new place when you realize that you are responsible. It's like what you're saying, Tracy, it's not, you're happening. Your life is happening for you, not to you. And that's taking the victim out of it. You are yeah. responsible for what is occurring because it is happening for you from you. That was one of the game changers for me. I, for many years, I was the victim of poverty, victim of have to work hard and barely survive, victim of, you know, I could go on and on and on. And then when I took the victim out and, and I had to learn how to watch my story, which I still catch myself, but you know, I, people would say, well, what do you do? Oh, well, I'm a single mom, um, mm. work two jobs. And I caught myself in that story and I thought, that is not the life I want. And here I am not just announcing it, but I'm amplifying it by putting it in other people's minds to tell the same story, you know? And so it was getting amplified. And um, I, I can tell you where I was standing when I had that aha moment, you know, it was that surreal. And, um, you know, just how to change, I need to change the way I'm talking about who I am or, you know, when people ask me questions, what do you do? Well, now how do I want to answer that? Because 
that might be the story that was happening, but I want to create a new story. I want to create that new reality, something else. And my dream was to do um, something I love, something I love waking up to do. And now I do that. And yeah, so I have a great stuff. Um, I have lots of great exercises that I put my clients through, but one of them is when someone asks you, what do you do? It's like when you say that to me, what I do is what I believe. And what I believe is that this entire reality is created or is ex expression of unclaimed dreams. And you were born here to recognize, access, and realize those dreams now. Mm. And so that's uh, what I do is cause that experience. So there's Wonderful. some fun ways to look at it. Yeah. So what you do is what you believe. Right? Yep. Yeah. Often, um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask you if you offer anything else, um, like any courses or anything like that or do or do you offer any other type of sessions um, um currently i don't then the latest thing that i was looking into was having people uh, meditate with me because i find that even through conversation when i'm sitting with someone i feel it's the you know how to explain the larger frequency of me like uh, the expression of me that goes out further than just my body when I'm present with someone really does affect others in the moment. And so when one would sit with me and meditate where I can go in like so easily and get to a space that is a really super high frequency just through meditation, um, to have that experience to support them in finding themselves in that space. So that's actually what I've been contemplating the last few days, just something fun to do that isn't costly, but could cause you to commit to yourself to experience what it feels like to be in that space, to find a peace and a calmness inside of you where you know that everything is exactly what it gets to be, right? Where you know that what you're creating is who you are. Your experience of you is others' experience of you. And so then you can identify and see the things with a better clarity in what you'd like to change. Gotcha. So that's, that's what's coming next. That was my Christmas. Go ahead. Oh, uh, this, that's going to be your Christmas wish. <laughs> yeah. That's my Christmas <laughs> offer. Um, I was looking at, we, in Canada, we do um, boxing day. So Box. I was looking at just launching it out on boxing day and um, inviting people in to spend some time with me, just experiencing themselves through meditation and just by a video. So they just receive emails with, with a video with meditation anywhere from, maybe 10 minutes, you know, to 20 minutes where they can just sit and be. Now, is this a, a live group meditation or is this like you recording the session and then you send it out to your, your guests? Yeah, I was just going to record it. I mean, basically you don't know what people want until they tell you. So for me, it was going to be the experience of, I'm going to go everywhere. Like I, I thought, how fun would it be just to be like walking in the park and just sit and go, okay, I'm going to meditate right here and I'm going to record it. Or I'm going to be, maybe I'm at the hockey arena watching my son play hockey. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to sit on this bench and I'm going to meditate here. Just to do it wherever, just to cause, you know, something fun to occur while I'm, you know, in different spaces and then send it out. It's just something fun to experiment with. And if it's supportive to people, then that'll be something like, I'll obviously I'll, I'll ask that question. And if it is, it might be something we can do in a group setting, maybe via Zoom where there's an enclosed 
space and then we could cause more frequencies to raise quicker. Mm. Um, <clears throat> now, you said you was med- you meditate in public, you know, the arena and so on. Um, what do you do to meditate? Like what's uh, your process? What's my, what's my process? Um, I just intend it. I intend and decide, like, I'm just going to go in. And so when I go in, I, I suppose I find a space inside of my heart and I sit there with my eyes open or closed. I can totally okay. go in with my eyes open and just like hang out <laughs> in, um, yeah. in a heart residence and just be there. And then if I close my eyes, I allow myself just to experience whatever occurs. So often I've, you know, I've been doing it for two decades. So instantaneously information starts pouring in. So I have to be really deliberate why I go in. Otherwise I'm bombarded with, um, <clears throat> I need to have a pen or something to record or like, you know, I've got information I want to share. So yeah, there's not no rhyme or reason to process how I teach people to meditate is by using Japa. So um, experiencing the space between words. And so I teach people to use like twinkle, twinkle little star and just listen to themselves sing it and use like almost like a metronome and go twinkle, twinkle, little star. And in between the words is where you pause and the pause is the gap and the gap is space and the space is source. So the longer you can go between words, and I always use something everybody knows so that you don't have to think about anything. Mm-hmm. That's when you can pull yourself into that space of, of peace and of heart resonance. And it, mm-hmm. and it works like so easily. So that's usually how I teach people how to meditate so they can get there. And it, they think it's just so simple, right? And it is, mm-hmm. but they've got this skewed idea that meditation, you have to be, you know, sitting cross-legged and sitting up. And I've meditated like laying in bed and laying in the tub and like, you know, sitting what? on a couch. I thought you only levitate when you <laughs> meditate. You're like <laughs> floating and... Lotus pose <laughs> and hands put together. Right. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, on I've you know, you meditate on the plane. The plane's really fun to meditate <laughs> because it's moving so quickly. I think a lot of people need to meditate on the plane. <laughs> yeah, that should be something taught to everyone. You could have a whole course on that, plane meditation. Oh, totally. I mean, I always have brilliant experiences on planes. I love flying. So for me, it's always amazing. I'm always like, oh, yeah, you get to fly, right? <laughs> and, and that I'm saying that now, but I used to be terrified of flying terrified like mm. i would eat a pack of gravel like you know just to reality <laughs> so you know everything gonna be shifted now i yeah. i think i had the best experience in toronto it was an ice storm it was last that sounds like a great experience yeah every i'm looking at the board and it's only 45 minute flight so it's a short one and a smaller plane and i'm looking at the board and all of, it's freezing rain and they're all going Canceled, canceled, canceled. Like the movie. <laughs> Except for one. Yours. And, and everyone's like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, oh no, this is going to be fine. I'm like, do you think that these pilots aren't completely capable if they didn't think they could fly? They wouldn't be flying. I have 100% faith and trust in that. And, you know, like, this is great. We get up, I'm in the front seat. It's like, like swinging like this. I'm like, <sighs> instantly fell asleep like for 40 minutes until they said oh we're descending like what we missed it i missed it i missed my ice flight (laughs) 
immediately beside me was terrified, terrified. And it just like amplified my energy to just to encompass her so she could feel a little more peace. But for me, you know, I'm creating it. So I knew, I knew that everything was going to be fine. If it was fine and I'm creating my reality, of course it's going to be fine. Like it, when yeah. you start to get to that, you know, that, that's basic. I think people call it confidence, but it's more of a trust. I have a mm. trust in me to trust someone else, like to trust my experience, to have that space where I know that if it's happening, it's because it's great because I'm creating it. So it gets to be that way. Right. So that's why I experienced the reality in that, in that space of, I mean, walking forward, I'm creating it. Therefore, I'm not going to create anything crappy or scary or whatever. I'm going to create a great experience. And so therefore yeah. it doesn't matter if it's freezing. I trust these guys and they, you know, and they did the job and I had a nap and, um, you know, <laughs> and you missed it and I missed it. I know. I'm like, oh man. And I know that it was going like this because that's what made me fall asleep. I was like, oh, this is like, it's like being rocked to sleep. This is like being in a hammock on the beach. Like the lady beside me is looking at me like, you are the weirdest person. They're all white knuckling their chairs and you're she all like, was. Ooh, this is nice. I'm like, what a ride. This is great. I'm like, no, I don't do drugs and I don't drink. Yeah. This is what it is. So you, you I mean, this, if you're only here now, why not live joyfully? Honestly. Yeah. It's just such a, a tragedy to not. I mean, the experiences we're having in the world, they're all going to be changed and shifting. And the world is experiencing a gradual raise in frequency every single nanosecond. So at some point, it's going to be better than it is yesterday, better than it is yesterday. Like it's just going to keep getting that way. So moving it along quicker is what feels fun and right. Wonderful. Yeah. Very inspiring. Good. Yeah. That's good. If, if that's, you know, if I only inspire one person, at least I've done something. <laughs> it's me. I feel inspired. Yay. I've done something. <laughs> so Tracy. So. I feel like Rocky running up those steps. Dun, 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 dun. Like, Ooh, yeah. yay. <laughs> I mean, it, things happen. And yeah, and I realized like, you know, people die and there's sadness and all that kind of stuff, but you really get to look at it differently. Yeah. What if, like, what if from their experience, you gain the greatest lessons of your life in there and you get to see their presence as the greatest gift ever, even in your reality that caused you pain. Um, that's a true gift. It's someone standing in front of you, willing to be that jerk that treats you that way so that you could see the lies you bought about yourself. How can you not be grateful for that? Mm -hmm. Right. The difference is we just don't see it that way. Yeah. Do you happen to have a YouTube channel by any chance? I do. You got an Instagram channel I'm looking at. I do have a YouTube channel, actually. Okay. I believe it's my name as well. I'm trying to make it simple because, you know, things shift all the time, but it might be called uh, Truth Spotting. That's originally what what it was, and then I tend to lean out of it. But I'm re I'm revamping that because I want to do like the, the meditation. I'm almost like a meditation tour. I don't even know what I'm going to call it, but so it will be revamped and there'll be more stuff on there to speak about. Perfect. Um, whatever you decide to create, just let me know and I can update the links and, and Oh, thank you. So. I'd be happy to support anyone when they're, when, you know, when they're on their search. 
that the um, frequency of the hunt is over. Like people, I feel like up until this point, we're hunting for what they should be doing, what they should be creating. And it's this like really quick pace on the hunt for something that they could never find the answer to. This felt yeah. like they're always like nibbling something over here. Nope, that's not it. Oh, something over here. That's not it. And yeah, it feels now like that, even a session or a conversation I had today, that that frequency is, gets to be transmuted quickly because that brings people back to peace and go, oh, I can actually just like live throughout my day and, and be okay. Right. And, and be me and be fine and be happy and joyful. And that hunting phase gets to disappear because we're experiencing what 5d feels like now, what yeah. peace feels like now. And we just get to enjoy the journey walking right straight towards it. Love it. Yay. <laughs> Would you mind running your special by everybody just one more time? Just, mm -hmm just to remind them what, yeah. what your special is. Let me look, I will, I'll, tell, I'll be able to tell you the link exactly because I did do it right before I got on with you guys, before my computer issues. Um, <laughs> it's called 5D Access Strategy Session. It's 45, 45 minutes, it's only $47. And my sessions, um, to have a nine month session is around $10,000, but it's rigorous and it changes your life and it's no joke. I mean, we really do change mm -hmm. lives in there. So has a cost for a reason and you have to be serious in order to actually do it because it's um it does change everything but the link for the 47 dollar one is it's uh <laughs> wendy pocket dot as like as dot me front slash tracy and jason and that's tracy with an and ie and, yeah tracy with an ie and the word and Wonderful. Jason, and that'll bring you to my schedule and then you can book it in. It's 45 minutes and it will, what I would like to offer like is the, the opportunity to see what's actually standing in the way. Cause because everybody's in such a different place, um, see where you're at, see where you're headed. Some, you know, some people will require just identifying it. They'll be good. Some people will want to go deeper and we'll find ways to do that. You never know. I mean, I'm here to serve. Right. That is my, uh, my experience in this reality in a very creating, beautiful space. Creating but. world peace. <laughs> yeah. Creating world peace. And you know, you were speaking, we were talking about the zero point. Um, the zero point. I believe that's what it is when I'm looking at that sphere. The zero point is being able to access you from a yeah. different reality. I there's, I don't have an identification, you know what I mean? With, with how that occurs, but it doesn't matter. But it's it always just, evolving and yeah, you know, yeah, you could wake up tomorrow and have a whole new piece to this that you're like, oh my God, again. Wow. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I found now that I can do it without that. I can do it without you, like someone even being present. So if, if they've said, hey, oh God, like I really love it to shift this. And I go, okay, would you like me to do it while you're sleeping? And I'll just like, I could just do it without people being actually present with me now. So it's, it's also evolving in the space where I've got myself knowing what's actually occurring, what I'm creating in the world. So it becomes easier and faster and more like more powerful in that, in that space. So that's wonderful in this world of instant gratification to have that. So ready. <laughs> instant, instant, instant manifestation isn't, well, it's what's happening now and it's not as fun as people think it is. <laughs> not always, no. No, yeah. I'm experiencing it more and more every day. And what I'm realizing is even if I put a small smidgen of like a heart resonance in with a thought, if I don't want it, I get it anyway. And I'm like, 
crap. Like it shows up and I know, like, but I know the second that I've created it. And then I'm like, dang it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so that's actually happening now too. Instant manifestation is occurring. Like all these things are actually happening now. So everybody's 2020 is going to be massive year of awakening to where people are going to start realizing what's possible. So it'll be really fun to step into that space. But what that's causing is a bump in everybody on the higher end of the frequency scale to really step into some really crazy stuff. And it's fun, but it's also your life and it's real. So you can manifest some stuff you really don't want. So you get to be uber mindful of (laughs) what's happening in that brain because, you know, those, those, programs can really bite in the ass like they, they can yeah i agree mm-hmm. wonderful you have any projects coming up in 2020 um yeah the the training centers for both teens and adults in canada are going to come i found um leadership has been around a really long time uh it gets to be evolved so that i'm excited to do that <laughs> with it but it is Thing that causes people to step into themselves and so I've decided to open up a leadership training center in Canada okay. for adults and um, bring one around for teens so there's what they they are happening around the globe already it's just in Canada we don't have uh, my version of what leadership looks like so that'll be happening most likely in the Toronto area and when is that happening when you keep telling me March. March. I feel March, but we, we get, you know, <laughs> powers that be. We'll see. Be. Yeah, we'll yes. see. It, it's going to be 2020 for sure. Well, so that opportunity you, for people to come together. And it creates a beautiful community because the experience that you have in that space causes people to like connect in ways that you couldn't connect any other way. So, so much fun. So much yeah. fun. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to have lead in opportunities for people who are just kind of figuring it out who aren't quite you know, committed to jumping into a training like that to access themselves through maybe meditation through conversations and just like virtually getting in the words so that they can start marinating in it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be something after, so it'll keep going. So um, one of the things I found with those type of trainings that people are complete at the end and now they're like, like what, like what now? Right. So where do I go? What do I do? How do I stay connected? So um, I'm creating something where that community can keep going. And those brilliant humans that actually do this work, they have the same capacities to do, you know, what I do greater, hopefully. So they'll be able to inspire the world too. So that community gets to grow in the sense where everybody gets to share with everyone else what they're up to. So it, I don't have to be the only one. I don't want to be the only one. I want everyone to access their, you know, their capacities and really amplify themselves in a really great space on this planet that's what leaders do that's who leaders are and that's what creates this planet to be you know the the beautiful resonance that it that it can be perfect and when that leadership program is off the ground whether it's march or whatever time frame (laughs) uh come back on and tell us about it (laughs) i will i would love to i would love to share and we'll do a follow-up interview you know yeah. yeah, for sure. I would love to. It's something that comes really um, naturally to a lot of people. They just haven't realized it yet. So we'll invite people in. And you know, what's cool about it being in Canada is that you know, Americans get a discount. It's called, mm. it's called exchange rate. <laughs> yes. Yes. I noticed that um, something was 575. And when I got to the register, it was four bucks. I was like, 
Yes. <laughs> Imagine us going the other way. Like that's an insane jump, right? Oh, look at mm-hmm. it. It's $4. Oh no, it's not. It's 10. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dang it. Becomes, it. <laughs> crazy, but so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that piece because why would it, why wouldn't you want to come over here and hang out? We yeah. do want to come hang out. Halifax we, we'll have cool. to do that. Yeah. Halifax, Nova Scotia. That was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. Did you go there? The, uh, the fair? I have yet, yet to be there yet. Oh, no. No, it was a couple of tents. It was in the port, so it was pretty cool. And then we went to St. John Bay. St. John Bay. Nice. The reversing rapids. That was nice to see that. So that sounds really fun. Nature is amazing at wiping frequencies clean too, especially well, if you're on water. <laughs> yes, mermaid, mermaid lady. <laughs> we stayed there for hours watching. The it. greatest thing I learned when I experienced like the mermaid self was um, mermaids have everything. They're like perfect in every way, and the one thing that they, the the one thing I noticed was that they do everything alone. Like everything they have, yes, you know, they have a lot of um, mates in the sea, right? They have a lot of mates in the sea and a lot of, you know, that experience of almost like a holographic, you know, reality inside of there. It's a connection that is unspoken. But it was, I found myself always watching those on the beach, watching families, watching the experience of people on the beach and just mm-hmm. watching them laugh and have fun and enjoy. And what I knew for sure was that it's easy being by yourself. It's easy doing your own thing, right? It's, it's easy because no one to answer to, you have no conflict with anyone else. You're just doing your own thing and everything could be perfect because you've created that way. But when you decide to embody as a human, now you are, are learning something. Mm. You're experiencing different, different aspects of, of living because there's other beings involved. Right. So it creates a different um, way of living. And it's, I wouldn't say it was like lonely as a a mermaid because they're always by themselves. But when you look at the joy that's created between more than one person, like two or more people creates laughter, like try to laugh laugh by yourself, but only with memory. But as you know what I mean, as a single person, how if it's my experience of it was as a mermaid you don't have that <laughs> you don't have that type of like experience so it was brilliant to see so i learned that you know experience it with other humans is more a gift no matter what it looks like to wow. play. so it was really it was, it was quite, quite fun i haven't got through that whole video yet i can't wait to now that you're saying those things i'm like oh man i want to know what else you're talking about the yeah, mermaid video, a couple yeah. videos with mermaids like, yeah mermaids have been so powerful right now it's not even funny i mean they just keep showing up for sessions and they seem to be directing us and now they're holding space in the water for all the shifting and changing and yeah a lot of powerful stuff so yeah and <laughs> you'll get to you'll get to help them hold the space for the water as your land mermaid yeah fun yeah. <laughs> now your experience yeah. with the mermaid was that from a QHHT session or was that through one of your meditations that was um when I had my like what I call my big enlightenment experience with God that was that one that was the same experience like I went from <laughs> hanging with him like right into um like kind of opening my eyes and and I was in the sea watching people on the beach 
everyone I've had go through a mermaid lifetime in any kind of session, they love it. They absolutely, mm-hmm. to bring them back from that's almost like mean because <laughs> it's what? just this amazing life. Yeah, so. it was it was perfect. That's how, like, the only way to describe it is in, you know, and if you had to put a word to it, it was, it was perfect in every way. And how, how I passed as a mermaid, how I saw that was you just energetically swim out. The soul just swims out of the body and that's it. It was like, okay, I'm all done. Start swimming. Yeah. Off we go. It's just like, it was really, it was quite beautiful, actually. Very cool. I think that's kind of how I experience myself now in when you feel like I find myself, I observe a lot. And I, I feel like that's kind of that same nature. So yeah. oh, that's what having fun looks like, right? So it's quite fun. Yeah, that is cool. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Well, thank you so much for letting us talk to you today and sharing with us what it is you do. And hopefully everyone listening is going to go to that link below and click on it yep. so that they can uh, get connected with you for that offer. And see where their blocks are and start living that 5d world and join join us in joy you guys join us over here in joy yeah perfect yep and just update us on anything that you come out with new you know whether it's a youtube channel or you know anything amazing sessions come through you're like tracy and jason i have to tell you what's going on oh yeah i would love to yeah thank you for that that would be fun um i'm excited more i think i've spent the last few years just kind of hiding because i was learning more about what it was i was doing because i was afraid to talk about it like try telling someone that you you know you met god he hugged you and now you have this special gift yeah not i mean i met god in the bathtub and well well, actually it was in the cement room but i was in the bathtub and anyway like yeah you know, it, it just isn't something that you can go telling people without feeling like they're going to think you're absolutely insane. But you know, you this collective, we've got an amazing audience mm-hmm. and they're going to be so excited to hear this story. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm grateful that you invited me to come and speak with you. I love talking about, I could go on for days about you name it. The questions just evoke all the answers that pop out because we have access to all of it. We each individual person have access to everything. And so ultimately that is, you know, that's what everybody gets to have. Yes. Amen to that. Well, thank you for reaching out to us and want to come on. Yeah. Thank you. I may have, I may have been influencing that. Yeah. I was going to say, Tracy, (laughs) meeting Tracy was uh, the the catalyst to this for Mm -hmm. sure. It was, you know, the powers that be, the entities that, you know, support us were really instrumental in making this occur. So I'm completely grateful. Interesting. Wonderful. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up unless there's anything else that you want to share that we did not talk about. Not that I can think of. I mean, we could do this regularly and I would probably have more and more, but today (laughs) that was all I can think of. All right. Well, then that's a wrap. And thank you, Jason. And thank Thank you, you. Wendy. And we could do this like the the John Boy. Not John Boy. But thank you, everyone who is listening. And um, Mm -hmm. it's been such a great joy. I I could do this stuff all day long. Absolutely. And that's where I'm grateful. And I know you are too, Wendy and Jason. We're all doing something we love now and getting to share it with everyone, you know, and make videos like this and 
and you guys always leave the best comments and are always so supportive as an audience. So hopefully you enjoy this video as well. And welcome to Wendy and enjoy, <laughs> enjoy her information and everything she has to offer and take advantage of that special. So thanks right. for having me, you guys. And thank you everybody thank you. for watching. I'm sending you like so much love and possibility. Nice. Wonderful. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. See you later.